forever. Dog. The play's the thing until the blood begins to run. This week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's Curtains. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are discussing the R.L. Stein novel, Curtains. Novel. Curtains. It's um, curtains for you. It's curtains for you. Uh, great short. It's so good how short it is. It's not even that short, but the it went, it flew by. Yeah. It flew by. I will like also say. It's pages. Yeah, the, his writing style in this plot Whatever, but I mean like word by word, whatever. Mm-hmm. I felt like he still cared. Like, yeah, I well, this felt, is 1990, yeah, pre Fear Street, I yeah. believe. So, yeah, uh, I think the man was still doing all his own writing. Yeah, because this I actually like felt like I don't know. It felt a little more lived in. Like the world felt more real, and it just and it wasn't. Hmm. I know that he likes to do that kind of jokey stuff, but the jokey stuff wasn't annoying and irreverent and at an arm's length it was like i don't know it, it felt like a like a little novel it felt like he was taking it seriously <laughs> yes yes which yeah. is a nice change of pace for rl stein's books um let me read the back of the boo <laughs> uh, i don't know why that just makes me well, it sounds like you're about to read a butthole well because it because it's a boo a boo hole <laughs> yeah because boo um okay her terrifying secret was buried until driven director Merritt Baxter tore it out of her during a performance. What are you talking about? I don't know. And that so, didn't happen at all. It's no. Like, that's like such a lie that I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> that I don't even want to hear the rest I of it. I don't even like get out of here. <laughs> Suddenly, Rena wasn't safe anymore. And the Merritt Baxter summer theater camp had become a trap where Bax would stop at nothing to elicit emotions that would lead to murder on that's stage. True. <laughs> Wait, lead to murder on stage? No. Lead to attempted murder on stage, mm-hmm. but not murder. But also, back sucks shit. And I feel like we've all Bax had acting teacher like Fucking him. worst. Yeah. <laughs> he like manipulates them so much and he'll be like, okay, you got the part. And they're like, really? And he's like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he is a monster. He's a monster. He is. The, I think he's, I mean, he's probably the true villain. Uh, the other guy who who's the boy? He's going by George. Right, his real name is like Andy. That's you right. Mean that boy. You mean the killer? The, the killer. Or the not the killer. The attempted killer. The attempted killer. Rena's uh paramour for the moment. Well, he keeps trying, and she keeps rejecting him. He's really bad at trying to get her to that boathouse. He is horrible at it and also this is the other thing <laughs> like when he's kissing her and she's like oh this is nice and then he's like i can't hold back my hatred so i'm just gonna push my mouth really <laughs> hard on your mouth and she's Kiss like what teeth. the fuck <laughs> yeah it's um, really uh it's scary weird. yeah and then i did like that the main character's like ew i don't like this get away from me and, yeah, like, and i like that she like maintained that the whole time yeah. It was never. I was proud of her. Me too. And mm-hmm. it was never like, oh. And I was honestly proud of RL for writing it this way because, like, yeah. 
it wasn't like, oh, well, then it ended up that they would be together. Because you know who would have them be together? Richie Tankersley Cusick yep. would be like, oh, but then it turned out he just loved her. That's what it was. And mm-hmm. we just read that um, horror high book where all the characters were like, just let him stalk you. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Why won't you let him stalk you? We're still reeling from... Uh, Fuck, what was that? Uh, new Kid on in Town. New Kid on the Block? New Kid on the Block, yeah. Um, new Kid in Town is that Eagles song. Which I, I love that song. That's one I of my favorite too. songs of all time. Everybody's talking about the new kid in town. Mm-hmm. It. I remember first hearing that song for the first time on my little Walkman. Um, <laughs> and I had one of my parents' Eagles CDs. And I was like in my backyard. And I'm currently in mother and father's home. Mm-hmm. Literally looking at the spot where I was when I first heard that song. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, it's true. You're new until you're not. Oh, my (laughs) God. I first heard that I was 24, I believe. Oh, my gosh. Late in life. I was working um, as a temporary receptionist for one of the Grammys producers. Wow. Kenneth something or other. Brana. <laughs> Kenneth Brana, famed producer of the Emmys. Of the Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is that? Ken Grammys. What is your name, sir? Ken Ehrlich. Wow, I'm Working really like proud that recept- you... And I was like at his house. I was like in the like studio office of his house and I was just sitting there um constantly curating my MySpace. <laughs> oh my God. My MySpace. <laughs> like, you know how you do the like music playlist mm-hmm. embeds? Mm-hmm. Just we're really um working on that all day. Yeah. I was I that's phenomenal. Um and so that was that was one of the songs that you were like, this has got to go on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was I was really obsessed with that song at that time. Yes. Yes. Um I was in a car yesterday as a passenger and I was like obsessively updating my Goodreads stuff. You know what I wish Goodreads would do? And maybe it does. Tell me if it does this. Based on your ratings of books, does it suggest like a playlist for you like Spotify would do? Huh. I have no Because they idea. should do that. Because I've, I've stopped really like doing much with Goodreads. I'll randomly update it when I finish a kindle because it's like do you want to rate this and i'm like yeah sure yeah well i did it i did it because i've rediscovered the joy of reading for fun um because i am in my time of solitude yeah so i when also i don't have Baldur's gate three here and i might just buy it for my dad's ps5 and play it here um so i've been reading more and i just read the only one left by Riley Sager, um, and it, I, mm, I liked the plot a lot. I did not love the writing style, mm. but I did think the plot was cool. Um, and oh, after a while, I kind of just like would skim over the writing style parts I didn't like. <laughs> um, but it was a book that I was like thinking about the story of it a lot when I wasn't reading it. And so I was like, oh, you know, like that was fun. And we're not even covering it for the show. Um, And I just read it. And I forgot how much I love reading. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and I had got I had read it off of Goodreads reviews because it has like 4.5 stars um, or maybe even 4.6 a lot and then I went through and looked at the Goodreads uh, awards for 2022 and like went through and was like, which of these looks interesting and added them to my want to read. But I was thinking, I was like, we should try like teen creeps. Um, we should have like a, 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 a book list. You know what I mean? I started to do on that Goodreads. on Goodreads and then I just didn't maintain it at all. Or even like, cause people will do like book lists of like their favorite books. And I wonder if we had one that was like our favorite books that we've covered, both on the main feed and the outside genre. Be a cool collab with Goodreads and Teen Creeps, like an official one, but. Yeah. I guess it's gonna come down to us to pitch that to Goodreads, isn't it? He, he, he. Okay. (laughs) Goodreads, if you could come to us and make this as easy as possible without me having to do any work, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but any hoodle, any hoodle curtains, curtains. Um, this is a weird one. It was a weird camp. one, however. <laughs> it is weird. It is very weird. It's it is strange and weird. Um, and I there were weird details about it, and this is is not going to sound that strange, but it is. Um, that I really liked. Like for example, the main character do, is going to this theater camp, but she like doesn't really want to. She got and, talked into it by her friend. Yeah. And so she's just like, I don't know. I guess I'm just here. I don't even really care about any of this shit. She does not buy in to any of the like cult of personality shit that everybody has going for this like go- acting guru teacher, mm-hmm. this Broadway director. And honestly, I felt seen because how many times have you or I been in a fucking acting or improv or whatever class and everyone's like, oh my God, you're such a genius mm-hmm. about the teacher. And then in our heads, we're like, this is just a fucking person. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Yep. And you, you, it's a, it's, the, it's a very annoying experience to have because you're like, I'm the only person that's not like eating the shit of this person. And everyone else is like fucking simping like crazy. Yep. So I did like that, that the main character was like, this guy sucks. I don't know. Like, yeah. you're just cruel. You're not getting a good performance. You're making me mad at you. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. So it's theater camp. Yeah. She's at theater camp with her friend, a girl. Her name is, so the main character's name is Rena, right? Yeah, Rena. Not Reva, Rena. Mm-hmm. Um, and her friend Julie talked her into coming. And she and Julie have a bit of a history because Julie's boyfriend broke up with her to date Rena. That was an like interesting Danny tidbit. Or something. And then, but Danny broke up with Rena, and that kind of made Julie realize, like, oh, Danny is a, like, at fault too, and I shouldn't just have been mad at my friend. Julie sucked. Majorly sucked. I did not like her at all. Her reaction to Rena, like, telling her her fucked up story, and then her being like, oh, I see, like, that's why you always have to have all the guys want you. That was an insane reaction. And I really appreciated Rena yeah. at that moment going, oh, you're not my friend. Yep. yep. A friend would not have that reaction to what I just said. Yep. Yep. Because basically what Rena tells her, which is like, so first of all, someone is doing like 
bloody things to her. And it's like, by doing bloody things, I mean just like doing different things to show blood to her. It's pretty extreme. And it's like the very, first thing is somebody yeah. slit a swan's throat and left it in her bed. I was like, the fact that Julie yeah. immediately is like, wow, I cannot believe that. Oh, God, what's her face? H name. Oh, uh, he, he, Hedy, 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 like Hedy Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. That Hedy would do that. Ugh. But we thought it was Hedy Lamar. Is it? Maybe it's Hedy. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably Hedy. I've never seen one of her films. <laughs> films. Films. Um, I know. Actually, the first first thing that they see, although the first thing that happened was the s- swan, but the first thing that they see is um the boy. What's his What's his fake name? George. George, right? George is the one who. No, not George. George is not the one who does the yes fake it is injury. It is. Yeah. Okay. He's just he's just like a f- being a little freak up and he's down. Such a. <laughs> Everything he did was so weird and freaky and like not at all. Um, you can't explain any of it away. No. Because the, the first thing he does is he stages it as though he's like, like blood is coming out from under their door and he's like. His legs are sticking out. Unconscious. And, and so they like, think he's just dead. a bit of performance art from your uh, resident prop master. And I was like, this is not normal in any way. <laughs> And also he's being very intense and like staring at her a lot. And she's like, does this mean we have a connection? And he is not taking no for an answer. And yes, he does look like Matt Dillon, but that does not excuse this behavior. No, no. And even she is like, he's weird. I mean, he is hot, so I will like go see him. But like he is weird. And also a couple of times she's like, I am dealing with my PTSD and I cannot talk to you. And he's like, oh, fine. But anyway, yeah, he's very, he is a complete freak. He's doing this blood thing at her. And she's <laughs> doing a blood thing at her. Well, everything he does is like a weird blood thing at her. So <laughs> yeah, he does no, it's true. First, he puts his own fake blood on himself and lays down on the ground. And she freaks. She goes into a state. And she is so very, very traumatized. <laughs> yes. As she should be. Yeah. Because it's really awful. I'm sorry, but his brother is a freak. His that- brother had so like something wrong i love the way that they put it so instead of being like he had a mental health issue it was like i guess he had he had like mind problems (laughs) mind problems (laughs) or something some weird phrasing like that when she tells julie julie's like wow i guess he really had mind problems well literally um you know the movie boogie nights and how it's like kind of based on a real person i did not remember that but it sounds familiar yeah, so it's based, it's kind of based off of, um, I forget his name, but it's like the Wonderland gang who were a group of um, people that uh, were like involved with a bunch of murders, um, like really horrible grizzly murders, but in the 1970s porn scene and mm. 1980s. So like early porn, I think it was 80s. But uh, one of the guys, I forget his name, was who Dirk Diggler's based off of. Oh. Um, and then um, that scene where he, like that very famous scene where he's like in, um, oh God, played by, oh my Alfred God. Alfred Molina? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Alfred Molina's character is based off of a real guy whose like favorite thing to do was to like have people over, make them do a bunch of coke and then watch him play Russian roulette. 
(laughs) So like, imagine you're like fucking zooted on like, your heart is racing. You are having a fucking anxiety attack and a man is making you watch him do Russian roulette. Uh Uh-huh. Which is the vibe I was getting from this fucking boyfriend. Yeah, he's real messed up. He like, he... uh, (laughs) He has her, what is, what is his, is it just that his parents are going through a divorce? Like, what's his home, home life issue? I really don't know. I, I remember, think it's that they're but, getting divorced. But, like, and, she comes over. And he's always been dark. basement. And, he's always and, been and kind of freaky, Yeah, been, like, very moody. Um, and, yeah, he, he puts a single bullet in the chamber, and he wants her to pull the trigger. And she's, and she like, genuinely can't remember whether or not she did. Yeah. All she knows is that he dies and she blocked a bunch of stuff out and she's now here. Um, So I guess we did spoil it. His brother is the guy who's like trying to get in her business at the Oh, yeah. Of course it's a divorce because the dad went and he's living in California with his younger siblings. Right. And And that's why she never met him. For some reason won't, like one of the parents won't let the older brother, Kenny, see his siblings anymore. And he missed them a lot. Yeah. Like he's clearly obviously already unwell. And it is not helping that he can't see his his younger brother and sister, I think. Yeah. Definitely a younger brother because that's who ends up trying to kill <laughs> Rena. Yeah. Clearly this family is unwell. Yeah, this family's unwell. Parents certainly aren't helping the situation. And on top of it, um, <laughs> one of them, there's basically a failed Russian roulette. I don't know. What is it considered winning? If you don't die? I think. And then if you do, I mean, you die. But I, I think to anybody who's playing Russian roulette, like, they really, die. they're hoping to die. Yeah. What the hell? I obviously have never played Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining, okay, so you're on a, I, I feel like it's a deal breaker, right? No matter yes. what. If someone wants to play <laughs> Russian roulette. somebody's like, hey, what about a rousing game of Russian roulette? No, leave. What if they're like, not on you, stupid. You pull the trigger on me. <laughs> oh, then that's fine. <laughs> then sure. Then sure. You only live once. I don't <laughs> want to yuck your yum. Yeah. I want to yuck your death, yum. Your yeah, your death wish. Um, so yeah. It, spoiler alert: the guy who's like harassing Rena is the brother, the, the younger brother, brother. He was being kept from. Yeah, yeah, and he blames her. I don't really know why. Because I think because like it, he just like suspects that she had more involvement than she did. Well, I guess because if all you hear is just that story, it's like, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it's like, that sounds really suspicious. I would, like, suspect foul play at the very least. Oh, yeah. If the story was, oh, he played Russian roulette and he made me do it and, like, I don't remember what happened. Yeah, that's especially the not remembering what happened. sounds fake as shit. I would be like, uh, you killed him. Yep. Um... Yeah, so his his big plan was somehow he figures out she's going to this theater camp and joins as well under a different name. Um, yeah, and, and unfortunately, as a prop it it turns out that this theater camp is entirely populated by people who want to fuck with Rena. 
<laughs> yep. Because it's Julie who used to date Danny, an ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's Bax. Bax or Bex? Bax is the um the director. coach or director. Yeah. Yeah. It's this insane, like washed up actual Broadway director who now is directing a a teenage theater camp. But he this isn't like out of the goodness of his heart. Like somehow he is trying to get back into back into a, a like winning career. Yeah. And, and this also is just like not the way. He's definitely like like you he's said, unhinged. washed up. Uh, he has no, he he doesn't have it in him anymore. And he thinks he can somehow, that's the other deranged thing, is that he thinks that directing this high school theater camp is going to somehow get him back on Broadway. And it's like, you obviously did something that disgraced you because look how far you've fallen. Yeah, probably this guy um, is either like a Scott Rudin type, like just absolutely like abused so many of his underlings <laughs> that he's been... <laughs> driven out of town or sexually harassed somebody. I mean, like, in the real world, this is what would have happened. We're not told in the book what happened. But, like, all the kids think that – and I'm not saying that a Broadway theater director wouldn't – like, that there's not a way an actual successful one wouldn't be, like, doing this just out of the goodness of their heart. But this is not a guy who's doing anything out of the goodness of his heart. No, he's this so is a, cruel. An unwell man. He's like abusing these children, um, emotionally abusing them. Like manipulates the other actors to just really mean abuse each other, and, and then yeah, also plays tricks on them, supposedly to like get a good performance out of them. Also, like, sir, uh, rehearse one more than one scene. Oh my god! Why are you only ever rehearsing on, the stabbing scene? <laughs> Yes, moveon.org indeed. And literally, like, that's the other... I think he's a bad director. Yeah. You know? No, I don't think this man is uh, good at all. No, because, I mean, you and I have always said, right, like, if you're a director that's, like, abusing your actors to get them to get them there, it's like, oh, you're just not a good enough director. Yeah, you're like, getting off on the power of it. Yeah. You... Y- yeah, exactly. And he definitely has, ew, his little smiles and stuff where he will like do a little grin before he's like really cruel. I was like, ew. Oh, I don't remember that detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like there's a part where he, um, so so Rena is a natural. She doesn't know she is, but whatever. And he's like, okay, you get the part, this like main part. And Hetty is like really pissed off about it. She, she, theater's her life. She came here to get recognized. Her It's her mom's dream. Therefore, it's her dream. And she's like, no, my mother paid so much money for me to come here. Like, I'm supposed to play the lead role, not Rena. And he's like, okay, fine. You get the role. And she's like, oh, really? And he does this like weird little smile. And no. then also Rena is like, well, you can't do that. You just gave me this part. And then he's like, just kidding. You think that being annoying like that would get you the role. I would never do something like that. I I did sort of like respect that he wasn't just going to hand it to Oh, well, Daddy, but like But to then be way. like you get it, no just kidding. Like yeah, that's no, also he's cool a to Rena. He sucked so much. <laughs> it was so It ugh. was it like this is not a normal man. <laughs> no. This is not a normal man. So then 
Rena goes back to her dorm room and um, Julie's like, wow, you got the part. And then they discover. Yeah, Julie's being such a bitch. <laughs> I know. <sighs> and then they discover that boy doing the blood at her for the first time. And then <laughs> he leaves. <laughs> I know. And then they have a little conversation where so Julie's like, you know, I forgive you. Um, I'm not mad anymore um, because I realized that once you got rejected by him too, um, or by, by our, my ex-boyfriend too, that um, it was about him and not us. So that's why I can be your friend again. And Rena's like, okay. But she's also really freaked out still because of the blood part one. And then Julie's like, why are you being so weird? And she's like, I just really don't want to talk about it. And I don't feel comfortable sharing right now. And she's like, yeah, okay. And she like goes into a fugue state and starts saying nonsense things. All right. She says, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. And then as she's sitting there talking to Julie, she's on the bottom bunk. Something drips on her head. And she's like, huh? And she looks up. There's like a big blood stain. She's like, what the freak? And then in the top bed, bunk bed, there's a slain swan. That's so fucked. You have to be so fucking messed up to kill an animal. I know. In that way. Just for a, what, to scare someone? To, yeah, just mess with her. And I know, like. I think that the, in the end, every single person who seemed like maybe they did do it should have done one of the things. <laughs> yeah. So it like it should have been Hetty who did this, and then like Julie should have done something else, and like just so the answer is like it was all of them, and the only thing George was trying to do was to kill her at the the boathouse, but everybody (laughs) else was just constantly fucking with her too, Uh, unbeknownst to one another. That is really funny. That would have been a really funny ending. (laughs) Well, I uh, that reminds me, I was positing a hypothetical um, this weekend uh, to some friends of like. Your uncle leaves you uh, uh, a mansion and he was murdered and you solved his murder, but your sibling didn't help you solve it at all. And your sibling is experiencing a lot of like really bad financial issues. Um, And then your uncle says like, you can only keep this house if you um, like don't let your sibling use the house. But then they kept at asking like follow-up <laughs> questions not at all about like they're like well then how did he die and i was like well it's actually an accident um your aunt killed him and they're like wait what and then i was like yeah she was like um practicing like swinging around blades in the backyard <laughs> and then he like ran into it and died and i was like she did have a motive don't worry about it <laughs> i was like she did have a motive but it was actually just a coincidence and accident like but i think that's so funny for someone to have a motive to kill someone, but then just unrelated, they were like swinging around swords and murdered yes. someone else. Very funny. <laughs> um, but that would be really funny if all these people just wanted to fuck with Rena just for different reasons. None yeah. of it's related because it's not murder on the Orient Express. It's not everybody in on it together. No, it's no, just, just everyone. a bunch of crazy people all ended up at camp together <laughs> with a fucking grudge. <laughs> against rena for different reasons and so when she asks people like did you do this they can genuinely say no but right (laughs) right that's really funny but yeah the swan and also another thing about a swan i'm not saying that bigger animals deserve more life than smaller animals 
but doesn't it seem like really extra weird that it's such a big bird? I think like, it, it, yeah, it's not like it's, it's more horrifying morally, but it is more horrifying in what it suggests that person is capable of. Yeah, or like visually, or just like, like the idea yeah, like that this symbolically person wrestled like a giant weird. swan. It's like physically, like they had to fight a swan. And swans are mean and they bite really hard. Yeah, swans are mean. He should have had a little swan bite on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, how did you get that, that patch on, your, on the butt of your jeans? And he would be like, it's a prop. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a performance master. art. Mm -hmm. uh, I also, I thought it was funny that he, it wasn't like, ah, just a prank, another RL jokester. He was no. like, no, this is my art. Yep. He's a deranged. <laughs> I like that and detail. Oh, I like that RL Stein like sort of thinks anyone who's interested in theater is maybe like a psychopath because Rena keeps thinking to herself like, well, how can you even trust someone who's an actor? <laughs> Yes, I know, I know. And that they're like all they have deeply to like inhabit fake minds yes. all the time. <laughs> it's like when in movies when like someone's like, You're an actor. How do I know that you're not acting with me? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> or like no normal person could fully inhabit a character the way you do. So twisted. What a twisted individual. Yeah. Um It's like, well, it's the oldest profession. You're basically a <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> prostituting your soul for the stage the so that those two they're the first things that happen to her wait what happens next out to her um then it's a bunch of tapping at her window and bad <laughs> dreams <laughs> like so much tapping at her window such a down every night grade. constant just like low yes just like <laughs> little tap low grade um just like little pushes, little yeah, little pushes dippy into dippy. insanity. It's, it's, yeah, and it's just someone being like, "Now, first, I put a fucking swan in her bed, and now I'm going to just, just tap on the window a little bit and hide." <laughs> and she's like, liked, "Who was there?" I liked the moment because I truly thought it was Bax tapping on the window for one of the things, but it turned out to be a nightmare. And I was like, "Oh, Bax is truly insane! Like, do not leave." your room to go with this oh, man. Oh my God. Don't do it. When it was that, I, I really was shocked that it was a dream because I was like, oh my God, don't like, go out there. nuts. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was like, come out here. Come out. I, I need yeah, you to like, rehearse this We scene. need to work on this scene. I was like, ew, gross. No, no, yeah, don't I was do like, it. He's a murderer molester. You cannot go yeah, out there I with him. I was like so scandalized and then it turned out that, oh, she was just having a bad dream. <laughs> <laughs> this book, I will say that this book didn't there weren't any fake outs were there yes there were what was that well was? um because like him doing him the the him doing blood at her is a fake out oh um, yeah it, there are but not the swan really bullshit fake outs like a chapter will end with somebody putting their hand on her shoulder and she'll be like <gasps> and she'll turn and they're like hi how are you just like <laughs> real bullshit hi, nothing how are you? i will say at least they weren't like, oh, and then I stabbed him. Oh, but I didn't. Like, she that does stab true. her he scene was not partner. Doing it to that degree yet, where right. like you f are fully immersed in like a fake nothing. She's like, and then I fell off a cliff. No, I stepped in a puddle. Yeah. And it wasn't because it, it didn't, it just felt like kind of like, you know, classic like jump scare shit. So that I wasn't like, 
that's I think why I wasn't clocking it because I'm so used to it being like a swan in my bed. Oh wait, it's um a fake swan that's made out of cabbage. Yeah. Like oh, it was a napkin that I mistook for a swan. Yes, this <laughs> yeah. was a full on dead swan with a slit throat. Yes. and then um, and then she, she truly had stabbed. Um, yeah, the, her scene her partner. original scene partner because somebody yeah. replaced the prop knife with a real knife, and that is really terrifying. And I guess never mind. I was gonna say it's timely because because um, Alec Baldwin shot someone, but then I was like, no, I don't know if it was a murder thing. The rust. Yeah, yeah, I think that was truly just uh, stupidity and like. Um, What's what's the word where someone can't do anything at all and they're not capable of anything? Um, Incompetence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say inept, which is like sort of well. there, but incompetence is more. Yeah. Just like I'm not good at my job. I didn't even try to be good at my job. I, yeah. In fact, did the dumbest thing possible instead yeah. of getting blanks. I just put real live ammo in. Right. How dumb do you have to be? How fucking dumb do you have to be? So the... This is an act of attempted murder because someone, dot, 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 someone being George, a.k.a. George. the brother, mm-hmm. um, replaces the knife, the prop knife, and she ends up stabbing for real her partner, which he seemed nice, so I felt bad for him. He was the I only nice too. person. I'm glad he was okay. Me too. He did survive, thankfully. But he doesn't come back, which, I, like, who? why would you? <laughs> God Can you imagine? The yeah. show must go on. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about this. What Bax does to them. The, the Him faking his own suicide? Yes. Yeah. It's so fucked. It's so completely fucked. And and it is, may- I appreciated of the full chapter of mayhem that followed of them yes. like desperately trying to cut him down. Rena's the only one who steps up and like actually tries to save his life. Everybody else is just like They're throwing frozen, up and screaming, yeah. crying. <laughs> falling off the stage like just they do not know what to do and then it turned out he put like a fake swollen tongue in his mouth i know and faked the whole thing to like get them to feel true terror and also i'm just like this man is such a bad director he's saying that this is a play about fear this is not a play about fear no like when even you're only showing me one scene over and over again and i still know that this play is not about fear and even Rena notices that. She's like, this play's not about fear. I was like, good for you, Rena. Yeah. That's true. It's not. It's not. And it's she says control. that to him, I think, because that's when she tries to quit. Or does she quit? She does. She fully quits. I was so proud of her for quitting. I was so proud of her for being like, I'm yeah. leaving this fucking camp. Why would I stay? And then she feels like so at peace and happy after. I her. loved that. I was like, yes. it's true. That feeling when you leave something that's so weird and toxic. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, I never have to see these freaks again. Mm-hmm. But surprise, surprise, George is like, I need to show you or go on a walk with me at yeah, least. Yeah, he like really bullies her into going out with him again. And I understood why she went, but I was like. Yeah, I felt for like, her. Fuck you, George. I know. And we get a little hint. It, there's a little bit of foreshadowing because earlier in the book, um, the uh, the director's like, hey, and by the way, like, let's just break because like we're not getting any good work done. And he's like, by the way, stop going in the boathouse, you guys. Like, if you want to, like, make out with somebody, do it somewhere else because it's not safe. The tide comes up. Seriously, stop going in there. Hint, hint. Chekhov's boathouse. Chekhov's boathouse. 
Honestly, there's a lot of that Chekhov shit going on. There's also Chekhov's knife because they were like, stab, stab, stab yeah. every time. Mm -hmm. And then George is like, I need to show you something in the boathouse. She's like, okay. And I liked this too. She was smart because she gets in and into the boathouse with him. And then he's like, oh my God, ah, the door's locked. And he, he's like, someone yes. <laughs> locked us in here. What do we do? He's and like, he's I have the door. And she's, <laughs> she's like, oh my God. And he's like standing in between her and the door. And so he's like check, trying to open it and it's not working. And then later he's, so he's like looking around and the water's rising and he's like pretending to try and find another way out. And um, she pulls on the door and she realizes that it's open, but she doesn't open it all the way because she's like, I think I need, before I leave, I need to know if this guy is a murderer. Because yeah, if, was, if like something like clicked just now and that's why I like, I need to see if he's going to fake it now that I know it will open. Yeah. And he does. He still fakes it. And she's like, oh my God, what do we do? And then does she call him out on it or does she just fully open it and try to get away? She confronts him about it. That was dumb. That was very dumb. She should have just left. She should have just left and just know that information for herself. He's scary and going to kill me and I need to run away. Instead of I need the truth, like get the truth from him later, girl. Like go run out. Yeah, you don't need to like let him know that you know. <laughs> Unnecessary. Yeah. But she has to know. So she's like, yeah, I get wanting to confirm it. But like once you know, then be like, oh, yeah, well, what are we going to do? And while he's still freaking out, you just like, go, whoop. yeah. And then you get out. out of there. Yeah. Maybe you find a way to block that door. Yeah. And, and then, then get the fuck out. And get the fuck out of there. So she confronts him. She's like, well, the door did work. So like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to kill me? And he's like, that's right. I'm a killer. <laughs> and he basically like villain monologues her. And he's like, I'm the brother of the man that died. And she's like, wait, what? He's like, well, this jacket is not my own. <laughs> or no, this jacket is my own. And oh, these are right. my initials. A, M, Andy, like Monroe or Marlowe or whatever. And she's like, oh my God, the brother of my boyfriend. And he's like, you did it. You killed him. And she's like, I didn't. And then she remembers and she's like, oh my God, no, I ran away and he just killed himself. She's like, I really didn't. Thank you for helping me realize this. <laughs> yeah. So she does get closure for the rest of her life. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad for her. She deserves it. Does he die in it? No, he's just like taken off to. Oh, she saves him. Yeah, she, she like, saves jumps him. in and saves him. Oh, his she's life. a good person. She she's is a good, good person. person. We like Rena. Yeah, we do. So she starts to try and leave and she's able to, but part of the, that's right, part of the boathouse collapses because it is old. Mm -hmm. And it's something, and a beam hits him on the head and he's just like floating in the water and she fucking dives under a scary beam. To get I, him. Oh, and he's like, no, just let me die. He's yeah. like, he doesn't want to live. He's, I don't know what the fuck is up with these parents, but <laughs> their this children family. should not have this much of a death wish. It's like no. fucking virgin suicides up in this family. Yes. Oh, my God. So then she pulls him out and she's like, no, like, we're going to save you. And she, like, drags him up on the rocks and... Uh, everyone comes and they're like, what happened? And she's like, it's a long story. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Looney Tunes. <laughs> 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 
Uh, and it's like, wah, wah. And she's like, <laughs> she's like all camera. I know is I didn't kill my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> like, all I know is I didn't kill my ex-boyfriend and you can keep the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Because she does. She's like, but also, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, she is like, <laughs> I'm out of here. She is out of there. Um, so actually, in talking about this book, I liked it more than while reading it because I did like Rena. I liked Rena. Yeah, actually talking about this has made it go up my list of like R.L. Stein books because Rena, I guess because Rena. Yeah, she's yeah. like, she's funny and she d- is smart and actually is like slightly spunky without us being told that she is. Um, and she's also like got opinions and sticks to them and is like, this shit is whack. These theater people are freaks. Yeah. And <laughs> like, and you I, know what? I to really be fair, we are. We, yeah. Yeah. Are you joking? Especially teenage ones. Teenage ones, massage trains, get out of here. Oh my God. It's so just like desperately <laughs> horny. <laughs> so horny. Um, yeah. She's like, fuck this. Goodbye. Oh yeah. And then she goes, she, her parents pick her up. She calls her parents before that. She's like, can you pick me up? I don't want to be here. And her dad is like, He's like kind of confused, but her mom is like, I get it. I thought this place was for freaks. And <laughs> they're uh, they're like, so you just didn't like it? And she's like so relieved to be leaving these people to never see them again. And I think that that is right when she says like they can keep their Oscar or something like that. Or She doesn't actually say that. I was just, oh. I forget what. She it, makes some joke she though. leaves it, but let me see if I can find it. Yeah, see if you can find it. Because she does say something kind she's- of irreverent at the end. I don't remember. We did read this a long time ago and we pushed recording. By a long for a time while. ago, it was five days, but like books like this don't really stick with you. <laughs> no. And I've been mentally ill. So it's like, it's gone. <laughs> that shit is <laughs> gone. Right, um, let me see if I can find it. It is the most insane back of the book, I think. I was like, so when I was, because I, I read it before I read the book. Oh, I can like, I? What is happening? Can I really quickly read just this part? Because I actually thought this book was funny. So um, Chip is her is her old scene partner, Rena's old scene partner. And um, so Chip and Jewel or, and um, Rena are like kind of recapping with each other after their scene. And he's like, hey, you were really good. And she's like, oh, thanks. And then Julie walks up and she's like, you were good too. Julie told Chip. She lowered her head and gazed up at him with large, with dark, soulful eyes. When she did that, she looked just like Cher. So she did it a lot. (laughs) I have to tell you that I get really turned on by guys with red hair and freckles. Does that make you uncomfortable? No, of course not, Chip said uncomfortably. I I thought like there were parts in this that were really funny. I thought that was silly, silly. Um, No, of course not, Chip said uncomfortably. That's really funny. (laughs) Um, it is important to know that Rena looks like Michelle Pfeiffer and Julie looks like Cher. Yep. Rena looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. And that's something that Hetty keeps mentioning when she's like, oh, this is why she got the role, right? Because she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. We all been saying she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> we all know it. I guess everybody just wants you. And I guess your trauma is why you're like obsessed with stealing all of my men. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Funny. So here's the end. 
Um, as they walked to the car, her mother put her arm around Rena's shoulder. Rena, why are you leaving camp early? She asked, whispering the question in Rena's ear. I don't belong in the theater, Rena replied, smiling and putting her arm around her mother's waist. I like the real world better. That's her mother I- studied her, surprised. I think I'm going to like the real <laughs> And then she repeats herself. I think I'm going to like the real world from now on, Rena said brightly. What? She slipped away from her mother and climbed quickly into the back seat of the car. She couldn't believe how much she was looking forward to the long ride home. I think I'm going to enjoy the real world from now on. Maybe the mother was supposed no, because then the mother studies her surprised. I just because it's or the- maybe it's supposed to be like I like the real world better, and her mom's like, um, haven't you been traumatized for the last three years? Right, and then she's right. like, I think I'm going to like the real world from now on. Yeah, I don't know. Because also Cause maybe it's because she moment. was running away from the real world by not remembering that her boyfriend offed himself. But then, I don't know. It's a weird moment. Strange. Like the book. The book's strange. It is a strange book. But you know what? I liked it. And it, mm-hmm. like you said, it's like 150 pages, but it is so fast to read. So fast. Like, I don't even understand how how it felt faster than other books. But I was like, oh, I'm already almost done with this. It really felt like 40 pages long. It felt yeah. so short. Yeah, so I, I would recommend it. Me too. It was a weird one. Yeah. It's always fun to read a early in the career R.L. Stein because it's like you see kind of what kind of writer he was before. Before he, he was having to pump out like a book a month and yeah. then got like ghostwriter self. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate you. And thank you to our Patreon uh uh, subscribers if you would like to become one go to patreon.com slash teen creeps special shout out to our patreon producers who give it the 15 dollars a month level thank you adam howitz amanda k amy t and dwyer caitlin l carrie h courtney mcphail danielle lamana danny b drew Aranis, ellie lagos emma emma m aaron b gabriella santiago gwendolyn ludovic hannah l jason h jeremy cronk Jeremy Goodfellow, Marco Pavlicich, Jesse T, Jessica Smith-Harper, Jessica Yu, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Cody X Siegel, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Maddie M, Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Nora Orion, Rachel C, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F, Rogue Kalahua, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T, Victoria Beck, and Whitney E. Thank you. We really (laughs) appreciate you. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Or we're not saying. Until then, (laughs) keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.